You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and you guys, like already, it's been a morning, and my guest, who I just met, by the way, she's a star, she's so patient and so kind, because she has watched me be a mess for our first, our my first impression with her. You guys, I cannot wait to welcome you to this, to this wonderful performer. She's she was OBC in Spring Awakening. I got to see her be OBC in Tootsie and SpongeBob. She she's been in she's been in she's been in everything, off Broadway, regional. She had a, a a recurring role has a recurring role in The Good Fight. You guys, please help me welcome Tony nominee Lily Cooper. Hi, you have not been a mess at all. By the Girl, way. I literally was like, where's the record button? <laughs> <laughs> How are Look, you? Look, this, this has been a, been a technological learning curve this past Yo- year. We're all, we're all trying to figure it out. I mean, but honestly, though. Exactly. Like, yeah. Where are you in the world? How are you today? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little sleepy, but other than that, I'm feeling good. I'm in Harlem in New York. I live with my husband and my dogs. Um, And, you know, we've pretty much been holed up here for the whole year, but um, I just actually got back from Canada because I was shooting a TV show out there. So I got to travel a little bit, leave the country, which was really strange. I I was out of the country during the inauguration, which was like very surreal. Um, Yeah, super interesting. So I got to kind of like get the outsider's perspective, which is exactly what you would expect. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was a great, it was a fun experience and I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back in New York. Um, welcome back. I just left New York and so I'm in California right now. I'm like already missing, already missing it. Um, oh, but I'm so jealous. Is the weather nice? I mean, well, today's a little, um, overcasty, but I mean, it's like 65 degrees. Yeah, exactly. It was like 19 degrees here the other day. see not the business i'm like i'm trying to work out my gym is closed there's ice on the ground i just let me go to my family for a little bit Mm -hmm. because um lily i'm so honored to have you on here today and i'm so excited to get to meet you because i've just seen you 
from the from the balconies and you are you're such a star and I'm just I'm so excited to talk to you. One of the reasons why, well, one of the many reasons why I want to talk to you is I had Brittany Coleman on my show and she mentioned she mentioned you and your wig prep while you were in Tootsie together. Yeah, 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 totally. We had we had an interesting like wig and hair journey together um, during Tootsie. Uh, so we really bonded during that show. I love Brittany. I love her so much. Me too. Me too. But can I hear it from you? She mentioned there was some water in there and like... (laughs) (laughs) Do you like it every time you get in a wig prep? So I... So my wig prep was... My wig prep was kind of crazy because I had to put two of my microphones in my wig. I don't know if if Brittany had to do that, but I had to fit two microphones in my wig and my wig wasn't, um, ma- like made for my head. So it was, you know, purchased and, you know, it was a nice fancy wig, but it didn't quite fit my head. So I had like huge gaps of space in between my scalp and my, <laughs> and my wig a lot of the times because of my microphone. So that was like one of the issues that I had. But the interesting thing about the ensemble members is like they were changing so often and so much and had so many wigs. And there were a lot of misses that were discarded pretty quickly um, because of how, you know, they just didn't work. And Brittany kind of got the brunt of that, I think. So <laughs> she had she had quite a journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like what, what misses? Um, but I, can you, can I ask you like, what is your actual wig prep? Oh yeah. With your natural hair. Yeah. So my wig prep is pretty easy. I have, I just do pin curls, um, and you know, pin curls and, and a hairnet which isn't too bad, but I did get my hair braided for, um, like around Tony season and I didn't want to take my braids out cause they were gorgeous and I just wanted to live my life in my braids. So I had to like go to the hair department and be like, just so you know, I'm going to change my hair. Like I didn't really give them the option to like say no to me. Cause I was like, this is my life that I'm living and I'm going to adjust my hair prep for my braids. And what I did was I kind of just like wrapped my braids around my head and it totally worked. Like it was fine. It adjusted like the spacing a little bit, but normally I just do pin curls. Um, but with braids, I had to adjust a little bit, but it ended up working pretty okay. I love that. Especially hearing you say, you know, I didn't even give them the option because a lot of times it's like, even my friend the other day was like, I'm going in for an audition and my agent wants me to do my hair. Like it's in my head shop, but my hair's in braids right now. What do I do? And I feel like this comes up a lot because we change our hair a lot. We can all the time. We can be all the time. It's so versatile. Have you always had that confidence to like be able to advocate for yourself? You know, I think I had to learn it at a pretty young age. My I made my Broadway debut when I was really young. I, I was on Broadway when I was 16. So I was a sophomore in high school and, you know, like an insecure little teenager. And I remember having to have like really difficult conversations when I was a 16 year old and I had to have them. And so it was, I was kind of like forced into the awkwardness of, of standing up for myself and, and being, you know, outspoken enough to state my opinion. Um, like I remember I had, like the first mock-up of my 
the sketch of like my costume and my hair um in spring awakening i had cornrows and i had like these like little kind of like nubby cornrows and i was the only black person in that show let alone the only person of color in that show and it just felt very kind of stereotypical and like wrong and as a 16 year old i had to like go up to the director and be like hey so this is how i feel about this representation of the only black girl in this show like what can we do about this and it was a really crazy kind of position to be thrown into at such a young age but I think because of that I've developed the confidence and been able to have those awkward conversations you know that's that's amazing and not a lot of people can can I would not have been able to do that even after having this podcast, I'm like trying to find, okay, how are these people getting confidence to like, because it's one thing to think about what I would say, but a lot of times when you're in the moment, it's like, oh gosh, I really don't want to ruffle feathers. It can be really hard when it's actually time to stand up for yourself in a kind way. Yeah. Um, and and I've noticed like your other characters, at least the ones that I've gotten to see, like they have curly hair. You, um, as Sandy in SpongeBob, you had like mm-hmm. an afro. Yeah, that was pretty epic. Did you have any say in that or was that, or were they like, you're going to have an Afro? Yeah, that was part of the design. That was David Zinn, the brilliant David Zinn, who was our um, costume designer, had the, had like the concept of that um, because it kind of represented the astronaut helmet. And I just loved it so much when I first saw that. And I was like, yes, this is just so iconic. And I just could like live in it and totally develop my character like around this sort of like visual of her. And it was so exciting to be able to do that. I really, really loved, loved having that wig. That was such an awesome wig. I'd never really worn my hair like that before. So that was, um, that was really, really fun. And yeah, for the most part, I've been able to have, I've had, I've worn my natural hair in a lot of shows. Um, I have wigs that are like based after my hair a lot of times. And the fact is, is like, you know, a lot of wig artists are remarkable artists and are truly fantastic at what they do. But as our history has shown, we just haven't had as much representation with people of color on stage. And so some people don't really know how to work with black hair. And it, that comes, that it becomes very obvious to us. Um, and so we have to kind of become our own spokespeople and we have to kind of become our, the people that step up and like talk about it because if we don't, then it's never going to be talked about and it's going to just be ignored forever. And, you know, like I had to, I've, I've talked to several directors in my career about wigs and about hair, which is like something that you never think that you have to do, but it has come up several times and you just have to like approach it in a very kind of, you know, adult, calm way and help the person understand your perspective. That's how I try to look at it. As opposed to being like going in there and being like, this is wrong. How do you fix this? Going in there and being like, this is how I feel about this situation. And I think it could be helped by ABC. Um, And those are the kind of conversations that I've had with directors before where like, I can, I've literally come to the plate with hair designers that I love and know. And I'm like, well, this person is available and could come in and help. And that's happened before. So like doing your own research is great too. Having a list of the people that you love who know you and know your hair and know how to use it. It's a fabulous resource. What a great 
tip and a great idea. We'll be right back right after the break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply when you are in a show, do you prefer to be wigged or do you prefer your own curls? I absolutely prefer to be wigged because I think like keeping curls the same exact way day after day is so much work. It's impossible. It is impossible. Impossible. Just watch Cinderella. (laughs) And uh, like I was doing this TV show and I would wake up straight up like an hour before I really had to, because like I had to like prep my own hair. Like a lot of times I had to get it fully wet and I had to do my own, you know, deep conditioning treatment or whatever to, to allow it to look the same every day. And like that adds hours of time to your work day and you're not getting paid for that. Like that's right. a lot of work. Okay, They're not so, scheduling okay. that in to hair, you know, times for us. When you do that, though, when you are using your own hair, do you put that into your contract, like the budget, like to pay for your upkeep? Or is that coming out of your pocket? Um, I haven't really our- had. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so expensive. <laughs> I've been lucky enough that like this last project that I worked on, I had an incredible hair designer who was so um well-versed in textured hair and she threw a bunch of products at me and like honestly actually helped me figure out how to come to work on a day-to-day basis with the same hair and she was fierce I loved her so much and so I felt really lucky in that case because a lot of times I've been on tv shows where like they don't know what the hell they're doing with my hair and I just kind of have to do it myself and no the answer is no I haven't ever actually put that in my contract for television, but it's a really good idea. I, I mean, should. it's our hair is expensive for upkeep, especially if you're having to wear it multiple times. And like you said, if you want it to look the same, that takes a lot of um, a lot of time. And so, I, I can I ask you about your process because I have never, and not to say it's not happened, but I've never seen you or seen a photo. With not your beautiful curls. Your curls are so beautiful, Lily. I'm like, Thank you. I've only I've only seen you with your curls. And as yeah. somebody who's grown up, who like I was kind of shown and taught that like curls are bad. If mm-hmm. I have my curls out, that is not a good thing. And and so I've had to learn how to like embrace it and to feel no, this is, this is okay. And this is me. And 
I've only seen you be confident and beautiful in your curls. Where does that come from? Have you always loved your curls? Yeah. Oh, great question. I mean, that's kind of like a multifaceted answer, I think, because so I'm biracial. My mom is white and my dad is black. And I was mainly raised by my mother, by my white mother, who, who, you know, tried her darndest, but like really didn't know much about my hair and wanted so badly for me to, um, you know, to like love my hair and embrace it. But I really didn't until I was like a grown adult, but I had never gotten treatments. I had never gotten it straightened. I had never gotten it braided. I had never gotten it blown out, like anything like that when I was younger. So I didn't know any other way to wear it. Like I literally just never had those experiences. I never got extensions or braids or anything. So like that was part of why all I really could do was wear my natural curls. And I had to learn to love them over time. And I got to say, it really wasn't until like the last year or so that I have like fully embraced my hair and learned to just adore it and love it so much. Swear to God. Just the last year? Like like truly the last year of my life that I have really been able to embrace my hair in every way. And that has a lot to do with my husband because he has always been like a huge advocate for me to like embrace my culture and who I am and represent me as a black woman. And that's why I love and adore that man so much. And also getting to an age where I'm like, this is who I am. I'm not going to like pretend to be anybody else. I'm not going to hide myself. Like this is who I am now. I've done pretty good so far. Like I've worked pretty steadily, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm getting by. Like I don't need to pretend to be anybody else. So yeah, like it's a journey. It takes a while. It takes a really long time for you to really learn to love your own hair. (laughs) And I think I'm finally there 30 years in. Isn't that insane? That is that is insane. And it, I, you definitely had me fooled because it just looks like you've always embraced it. But like you said, you're like, I didn't know any other way to wear it. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's like you kind of logged your 10,000 hours early on in the game. You're like, this is what it is with my curls. And so now it's like you're an adult and you can even embrace it even more. All right. So along with that, even though you've only always worn your hair curly, like you know what to do. But I, I feel like it's not possible for every day to be a good hair day with like our curls are so unpredictable. Yeah. So Lily, when you need to have a bomb hair day with no surprises, Mm -hmm. what what's that process? That process depends on when in the day I need to have a bomb hairdo, right? (laughs) Say I need like, Say I have like a noon audition and I need to look fierce and I need to have my curls popping. I need to wake up like, you know, five hours before that at least or something to get my hair fully soaked, fully conditioned and fully like, you know, uh, what's it called? Just like products all up in there. And I'm not a lover of the diffuser. I totally use it, but I'm, I'm like, 
I'm really impatient and I just really hate standing there waiting for a diffuser to dry my hair. So I often just air dry my hair, which takes a really long time. It takes several hours. But that's longer. I don't know, I know, but I can do other things while I do it. That's the point. It's like I can put my makeup on, I can eat breakfast, okay. I can walk my dogs. Like I can go out into life and like allow the fresh air to run through my car- my curls. So that's kind of what I do. It's probably totally counterintuitive and silly. But that's what I do. And, you know, I need to like, the amount of product that I use is insanity. I usually use a um, a leave-in conditioner. And then I use like a curl cream when my hair is still like soaking wet. And then I do the scrunch scrunch. And I kind of like dry it off with a yeah. little microfiber towel or a t-shirt. And then a few hours later, it's like dry and looking cute. And I have still not mastered the day two and three curls because my satin bonnet. I was just about to ask you. (laughs) My satin bonnet is not doing it right for me. I think I just need a new brand or something because I'm waking up like my curls are like dry and just kind of not happy in the morning. So I need to figure out a better. So so you don't trust day two or three curls ever if you need like bigger hair? Sometimes I do. It kind of depends on the day. depends on the humidity. You know what I mean? Do you know what I've really embraced recently though that I'm loving is setting my curls and then day two brushing them out. So like it's like frizzy and big, but still way super wavy and cute. And it's kind of like a look. It's kind of um, a new look that I'm trying that I'm really loving. Um, I am here for that. Um, also, you mentioned a couple products. Do you have any staples or do you change it up all the time? I, if you have some staples. I change it up all the time. I just bought Tracy Ellis Ross's um, pattern. pattern. And I really am I'm liking her curl cream and her um, leave-in conditioner. Um, and I just started an Olaplex treatment, which I've never done before. And it's life-changing. It's so good. Why? Because it like basically it helps like rebond your hair fibers. So like if you're like, so sometimes my curls decide to curl in one direction and then in the other direction, you know, they're just like haywire and don't know what they're doing. And the Olaplex (laughs) treatment, the Olaplex treatment really kind of tells your hair like, listen, this is what you're supposed to do. So do it this way. And after that, it's kind of like a deep conditioner treatment, but I actually sleep in it and then wash it out the next morning. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's fierce. And then you wash it out and you, you know, condition and everything. And then it just feels like totally refreshed curls. It's fabulous. Also, you mentioned your hair bonnet is like not doing the business. Like, is it satin lines? It is. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I think, I don't know. It's really strange. It like doesn't work for me. I think because like I pull my hair up into a pineapple right at the top of my head and then put my satin bonnet on. And then the the issue that I have is that the back of my hair often pulls a little too straight, you know, because it's in a pineapple. Yes. So yes. The, that's really the main issue that I have with this. You know bonnet. what? I was actually um going through that not long ago and I saw one of my friends who I look up to like her her curls sometimes she leaves it out and she did that because she just cut her hair and it was like too short but I thought she was doing that so that it wouldn't um stretch in the pineapple and so I tried it and it kind of like kind of helps yes okay like an idea I love that idea 
going to cut for a short ad break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Question. How was it going on for Elphaba? Oh, amazing. It was really cool. I got my own wigs. It was the first time that I've had a straight hair wig. And it looks pretty fierce. I loved it. It was amazing. It's like beautiful, amazing, thick black hair that like goes down to your waist. Work. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's fabulous. I mean, I I loved going on for Alphaba. I played it in three different countries and, you know, oh it's my gosh. one of the, not one of the, probably the hardest role I've ever played and hopefully will ever play. Um, <laughs> right. Right. you don't just wake up and do that one we day. Know. We already <laughs> know. So yeah, no, I loved it. Um, it, you know, it's really interesting being one of five black women who have ever played that role. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's strange. Did you feel like when you got the call? Cause that was a long time ago. Like you did that first, right? Like not, I did it. Was that one of your No, I did it. Well, I mean, several years ago I did it in like 2003 is when I started it. And then, or no, sorry, no, not 2003, 2013. And then, um, different time. (laughs) 2013 to 2015-ish was when I did it. Did you ever feel like this is a big Okay, yes. Like for black 100%. I, there is this fabulous girl that I know who is an amazing performer and she lives in, uh, I want to say Iowa. I think it's Iowa or Indiana, something with an I, but it's like literally in the middle of the country. And her father, um, found out that I was going on cause I was the standby on Broadway and I was going on in Wicked and she had never seen a black alphabet. I don't think she had ever seen Wicked before. And they drove from their town to New York to see me go on as Alphaba. So that this amazing young artist could see someone who looked like her on stage play this role. How crazy is that? How insane is that? Really, that's real. Yeah. That's so real though. Yeah, shout out to Zoella. She's we all amazing. know there's not Zoella. Zoella. Like that's a that is a thing. And we all know there's not been that many. Like I just talked to Brittany Johnson the other day. Like, like that's a big deal. Black Glinda, Black Alphabet. Like yeah. these are these are big deals to us in the community and people outside of the community too. I like when I heard those announcements. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a black alphabet. Oh, black Linda. I thought it was just me. And then when I heard my friends like talking about it across the country, I'm like, wait, you guys care about this yeah. too? They're like, yes, Jeez. yes. By the way, you briefly mentioned like Cinderella, Brandy Cinderella. Why did that take so long to stream? I know, right? It's such a shame. It was- Because, God, classic. Okay. I was, I was um, 
you know, Instagram storying about it the other day when I was watching it. And I just so vividly remember having the VHS tape of it. Do you remember the VHS tapes that were like kind of cushy and plush? Oh, very vaguely. (laughs) I had one of those. Like they were like really big VHS covers and they had, they were kind of like plushy. And I just so vividly remember having that. And I wore that out. Oh, I wore it out. So good. I feel like for our generation, it has always been a classic and a staple. And I'm so upset that it has been so hard to find through the yeah. decades. Like it, this is. I know. Why wasn't it available before? It actually doesn't make any sense. Literally. And Whitney. Ugh. Whitney, how has this not been? I love how, I love how iconic a- Whitney is in that. And I was watching it with my friend the other day and she was like, how many days do you think Whitney shot on this movie? Like two days, like a day and a half. I was like, I know it's incredible. She's in like two scenes, but she's so iconic in it. She's amazing. Iconic. It's like got the biggest cult following and I'm yeah. like, I'm just mad that we're finally getting our hands I know. on it. Like, so I'm hoping like the new like generation it. of kids can watch this and, and will it'll be iconic for like, them too. Right. Okay. Before I let you go, I want to ask um, just a little bit about like your confidence journey because you have been playing these starring roles like out the gate. And when I see you on stage, it's just like, yeah, I live here. Like, this is just what you do. Have you always been this confident (sighs) superhuman? Hell no. (laughs) The short answer is- I don't believe it. No. No, I think, you know, the funny thing is so many people would describe me as being so confident my entire life. And my Lord, was that not at all true? I think that it's actually just like kind of a coping mechanism. Like I kind of just like put off this air of confidence so that I can feel confident, even though on the inside, I'm like, I'm inferior and I'm not good and I'm not talented and everybody's going to find out my secrets. (laughs) You know, I totally have imposter syndrome. Like, absolutely. I, everywhere I go, I have imposter syndrome. But at the same time, you know, after... Even after the Tony Awards? After the Tony... Like- yeah, of course, after the Tony Awards. I was sitting two rows behind Audra, and I'm like, I don't deserve to be here. What's going on? This is insane. Until the moment where you're like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Rewind. Let's actually look at all of the things that you've done in your career and be proud of them and appreciate them and right. understand your worth. And... That's something my parents have like so passionately instilled in me my entire life. And, you know, having that support system and getting to a place in your career where you feel like confident about it. And that's the thing about the industry is like, you can have a wonderful year. You can get nominated for a Tony award and then a pandemic happens and you don't work again for a year. So like, it's so weird. It's so up and down. Um, there are some days where I'm like, I am the bomb. Do people even know who I am? I am. Do you know who I think I am? (laughs) And then there's some days where I'm like, I'm never going to work again. That's just a fact. And, you know, I think we all face it. We all absolutely face it. I would be totally lying if I said I was confident every day of the year. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm still working on it, just like I am with my hair, you know? I think it's a lifelong journey. Wow. I'm like... Can we talk about that starting point though? Cause like, yeah. When does it start? You're right. Yeah. Where do you start? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And also, by the way, your look at the Tonys, 
with the with the brain, it, like the oh, how did you come up with that? How did you decide that you wanted to go? My dear friend Rob and I um, figured it out together. He was we met during Wicked. He did um, my hair in Wicked, and he also does makeup. He's incredible. Rob who? Um, Rob Harmon. He's the best. Love him. Adore him. And we kind of like figured it out together. We just kind of like brainstormed a few ideas. I knew I kind of wanted like a big like front piece and I thought like extra hair. He was like, I'm just going to buy so much hair. I'm like, amazing. Yeah. Like down to the floor, like the most hair possible. And we just like figured out this look together. Oh, it was so fun. The day of the Tonys was great. He came over at like 11 a.m. We just like Kiki did my hair and makeup. He braided my hair. I like laid my head in his lap for hours. It was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. I can't wait till we can go back to life. I know, me too. Get dressed up again. I know, I want to look cute. I want to look cute oh, so bad. Goodness. Right? Yeah. Right. Me too. <laughs> Um, Lily, you're amazing. Is there anything that you want to like any hope? How are you? How are you staying hopeful these days? Um, during this? Yeah, it's a good question. I am. It's definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to see like the positive things in the world that are happening. And I'm trying to see like, you know, in the future, things will get better and we will be back in theaters. And this this will happen at some point. Like that is fact. It definitely will. We don't know the length of time, but like it will happen. And so just knowing that is helpful. Um, surrounding yourself with the right people and the right energy is really important. I've been meditating a lot. That's really helpful. Um, keeping positive positivity as much as possible because we can get it's so easy to just get stuck in the darkness of right now and um, it's just important to yeah. you know surround yourself with as much positivity as you can amen y'all Lily Cooper everybody amen. thank you for joining me today and that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. <laughs> Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.